My name is Sif Morris, Morris, and this is this weekend car audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, This weekend car audio, audio. Tune in, tune in, What we talking about, bass? Talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem? You ever fail? Check your grounds. The show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Welcome to this week in Just car audio. Uh, no, the Sonic FX page. It's your host Doug Stockton, the Judge, with your co-host this week. Stamping in for Lucky McGovern is Andrew McCain, and our guest is Kevin Doyle from DD Audio. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, for anybody that knows, Andrew's not here, to, or sorry, not Andrew. Um, oh, there we go. I got the share now. I figured it out. Um, uh, the reason Lucky's not here today is he, he just got back from uh, going to um, Surf, City. Surf City. If you see that right there behind Kevin, he's got the an old banner sitting oh, up right old there. School. Old school. What was it? 2018. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he uh, he literally just got back a couple hours ago. So um, he's like, Dude, I just don't have it in me right now to um, to do this. So I said, no problem. And I talked to Andrew McCain. Andrew McCain actually has uh, quite a bit of um, experience with the DD woofer, <laughs> to say the least. Um, <laughs> you know, so I thought, hey, this would be very good. Andrew can talk about world finals and how he's coming to visit us and hang out with us and uh, all that stuff. So uh, let's get going. Um, I'm going to actually start with the question that we typically end with, um, but uh, it's still a good question always to kind of get in there. And uh, we didn't cover this in our last one. And just for you people that, that didn't know, um, we have – Huh, it's not showing my live. Okay. Anyway, um, we had major, major internet issues uh, last time we had Kevin on. And what happened was, is I believe a car ran into the unit um, on my block. And I was getting 0.2 megabytes. I paid for one gig. So um, it is what it is. And, you know, we'll get better. But anyway, let's start with the, the question. This is uh, Lucky's uh, favorite question. And I think it's a good one. Hey, it actually, it works. I'm just going to try something real quick because I've never tried this before. Can I can I post this on there? Oh, nope, it won't let me do it. But now I can see my chat. Um, uh, so, Kevin, yeah. what is your definition of a bass head? Oh, man, my definition of a bass head. <coughs> uh, I guess any... Any person, it doesn't matter if you've got two 15s, if you've got one eight, just someone who, one of the key elements that they they focus on when they're building the system is it's, it's got to have, it may not be 100% true to the recording, but the bass has to be strong. 
you have to fill it. It has to be, you know, it has to be a, a literally a moving experience. They they want the door panels to vibrate. They want the seat. They want to fill it in the seat. And uh, so they will most often focus their energy, their build energy, on the sub portion of it. And that's you know that's in my install days that's one of the most common. That's the install, right? You get yep. 500 watts in a 12 or a couple <laughs> of 12s, whatever you're doing, and and bam, you do it, and you you're like, well, yeah, I'll upgrade the rest of that stuff in a minute, but let's go ahead and get the base covered. That's so, right. So to me. That's 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 a base hit. That's that person right there. There you go. That's that's a good definition. Um, the short and dirty version of mine is realistically anybody who who has a drive or a passion to want to build a stereo and gets enjoyment out of the base and and the enjoyment out of either competing with it uh, or you know, sharing it with others. Cause it's not about just what you, you know, it, it is the community aspect of sharing it with others. Anybody that's involved with that. Uh, we have a young man that runs around here, uh, Benson. Uh, I be, I can't remember. I think Benson's his dad. Um, but you know, he runs around, he comes to all the shows. I mean, the guy's kids like nine, 10 years old. He knows 90% of the competitors. Dude, he's a base head. Yeah. You know, he, he goes there to get demos and check everything out. Yeah, so. the sharing aspect is huge, like you're talking about. I mean, that's why you see this demo scene that just seems to be growing and growing and growing. You know, almost it seems like as fast as guys who really want to compete, like at a high SPL level, the demos are just becoming huge. You know, yeah. And I think that's the sharing thing you're talking about. They want to they want to show off a little bit. They want to share a little bit. But it's just so cool to create and then be like, yeah, hop in here and check this out. <laughs> Blow people's minds, right? Absolutely. Um, so as we get going here, I just want to tell you guys, uh, once again, um, thank you for tuning in. If you guys would like to share this, share this with every possible group you can, that helps us grow and get bigger and better with this thing. Also, if you enjoy the content that we bring you and you feel it's worth the price of admission, which is absolutely free on all the streaming <laughs> podcasts and all that that we do, um, it does cost us a little bit of money to run that, to set everything up. So if you guys would uh, like to, you guys can always share and tip us. The link is down in the description. So uh, we have Venmo and Cash App. It's also right across the top of the screen there. It is Venmo is at SonicFX, and our Cash App is dollar sign SonicFX. Uh, just put tip or podcast or something like that in there, and I share the, uh, that 100% with Lucky McGovern. So, like I said, there's a lot of things that we have, moving parts and whatnot, that uh, do still cost us money. And if we can help share the, in the cost, that would be awesome. Now that Andrew's left us, oh, there he goes. He's back. So, Andrew, so you heard our versions of, um, of what a base set is. What do you got, sir? Even though we've got a couple of comments that they really like your backyard. Oh, they do. Yes. I can't, I can't see the comments. Oh. Um, how do I enable the comments? Uh, you have to. Uh, you can only see them on a second device. Okay, I have uh, a second device. Oh, okay, and then you have to turn the volume all the way down on the second device. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to get something called feedback. Yes, that weird feedback stuff. Um, yeah. So anyway, so what's your definition of a base head? But Doyle likes. But Kevin does like uh, feedback, though. Oh yeah, and there, and there, it it can be used properly in some instances. 
Just ask many musicians. That's right. <laughs> yeah, um, Jimmy Hendrix, one of the greatest at it, right? Yes. So I consider a bass head somebody that's looking for that carnival ride effect. You know, they want the emotion and the feeling uh, to permeate their body, you know, and um, treble just doesn't cut it. It just doesn't do that. It doesn't give us that sensation. Um, I remember when I went to uh, my first loud event, which happened to be uh, uh, just a grade school dance, and I got to uh, hang out and stand right next to the bass speakers and, in fact, getting right in front of them, you know, to uh, feel the music more and that emotion. And I think that's exactly what a bass head is trying to accomplish. Yep. But I associate it with a carnival ride effect of uh, it's not just hearing the music and hearing it correctly. It's uh, invoking emotion by the creating those vibrations, good vibrations. There you go. Yeah, And so that can be achieved with a little eight, you know, in some oh, tiny yeah. environments or something, you know, of course. So that's I don't think I've I've never I know I've never shared this story on the podcast. You know, we've done upwards of 70 something podcast already. And, uh, so this one, uh, one time when I was, eh, I think I might've been a freshman in high school or something, might, might even been a eighth grader. And, um, so this guy had his house speaker and I was like, dude, I just, I just wanted to feel the bass a little bit. So I stuck a Mylar balloon up against the speaker and it reverberated through the Mylar balloon and I could feel it in my chest. I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> that was good stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, I went from that to I had a Trans Am at the time. Our first car I had was a 76 Pontiac uh, Catalina. Holy good Lord. I could put my head on the armrest on one side of the car and my feet wouldn't touch the other. And I'm 5'11". So <laughs> I, I literally made a box outside the trunk. It was four foot by four foot because dimensionally with the lumber, it was super easy. Two foot tall, loaded it with four fifteens and slid it in the trunk without having to dismantle anything. Nice. It was a six person trunk <laughs> is how we used to call it back in the day. And, uh, dude, it was, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's where I went. And then I got my trans am. I put two fifteens and two twelves in it. And I was working on two tens down lower when all my stuff got stolen. So, um, that's when I kind of altered what I was doing, but yeah, I've, I've been doing this stuff a long time, been into it. Um, Andrew. So Andrew had a great thing when we were backstage right before we started, uh, Andrew was mentioning some stuff about, uh, doing some world records. Uh, would you mind sharing that with the rest of us, Andrew? I'm sorry. Refresh my memory. Uh, what you were saying were... about when you were, uh, checking the world records back when you were judging about the DD stuff. Oh, um, I was uh, I was helping uh, Yusaki officiate, uh, and uh, they asked me to be in charge of the world records. So they have uh, um, every organization does things a little different. They um, they have a, a world records at world finals, and uh, uh, myself and uh, two other judges. Um, actually, they're popular judges amongst the DB drag community as well. Uh, Robert Collar and uh, Chet hey, Teal. Robert's watching right now. Awesome. And uh, 
the three of us, the three amigos were uh, officiating world records and uh, all of the uh, world record attempts were successful and they were all, all the contestants were using digital design subs. There you go. Now, weren't you using DD subs when you were competing with your Super Street 3 to 4? I don't remember so what you had. So, I, I was. I started off um, I started off with uh, just about any subs I could get my hands on. I, I did grab some, uh, some DD-95 18s, mm-hmm. um, and this was back in 2008. So Kevin would have to tell us what variation that was because I don't know. <laughs> but I um, believe you had the Zs, though, or you had no, a proto for no. the Zs or something, didn't you? No, not at that time. Um, back in 2007, I was, uh, I was – working with those 95s and I was really worried about smoking subs. Um, so I, you know, I, I tried to achieve a reliable setup and then I, I started off when I actually started competing at finals, I was using a, a T3 audio subs from Jonathan DeMuth. Yep. And uh, then uh, approximately uh, 2000, I'm wanting to say 2010, I, I, uh, I finally purchased some DDZ subs and I had heard, you know, wonderful, great things about them. And, you know, I was like, ah, you know, they're, they're, they're very expensive, but so are top, you know, top materials for anything that we look at. And yeah, I, once I went with the digital designs that, uh, that really shot my score up quite a bit. Yeah. So, so Kevin, um, so Tell the people watching, like, what your role at Digital Designs is currently. Uh, well, DD's not a huge company, so you, you never have uh, never have one role. I am what they what they've titled business development technician. Okay. So I I will do anything on a daily basis from uh, develop packaging to work with the engineering team on something to working with the marketing team on something, or I'll go down and do a sales training. Or I may have to do something with customer service. So or a podcast. Really, or... or a podcast, you know. <laughs> uh, really, uh, the main thing I guess I'm supposed to do is be like in between all the teams, kind of. Helping helping customer service and relaying information from service to engineering and relaying information from engineering down to the sales team. And then stuff from the sales team back. So just kind of a conduit for information internally within the company. And so are you doing any of the R and D still or? Yes. Yeah. I work, like I said, I work directly. I, I sit, my office is right in between the uh, owner, Jesse Langford, who's the, the King engineer still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our amp tech and our other engineers there, I sit right like I said, right in the same office with all those guys. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of times I'm the, uh, with my installation background and I'm not super duper tech. So I know enough to be dangerous type of technician, but I can say, nah, guys, that's never going to fly. You know, so, and sometimes I miss it, but a lot of times I'm like, nah, the installers are going to, they're going to hate that deal. That's going to be too hard to put in or that's too weird or, or whatever. Even though DD does some quirky things from, from time to time, but, so, so yeah, I, I do still work with the engineering team. Yep. The, the three greatest words to a, uh, uh, R and D guy, TTD. 
Test to destruction. <laughs> That's always the most fun. Yeah. Um, you know, because I know you guys have the amplifiers also. Your amplifiers are, I mean, they've been a, a mainstay, top-notch amplifier here for, I mean, shoot, I for quite a while. Now, I don't pay attention to brands much, um, yeah. but back in the day, in 2005, uh, when I closed the doors on my um, manufacturing company of Sonic FX, uh, at that time, you know, uh, I, we mentioned this on the last podcast that didn't go out, is um, my deal was, is the DD-18 was what I was measuring my 18-inch subwoofer against. If I couldn't put it in my car and be louder than the DD-18s I had, then I didn't even put them into production. So I was using the DD as my benchmark for yeah. whether my subs were good or not. And, and for people that don't understand or don't know, um, just because the Sonic FX was louder in my install, that doesn't mean in your install the DD wouldn't have been louder. Um, drivers could be very specific to the box they're designed. That's why we give the... Uh, driver TNS parameters to uh, box designers like the uh, TermLab program so that you can see how that particular sub is going to fit within that particular box. And then on top of that, you throw it in that particular vehicle and you got so many factors that not one sub, one sub could be louder than another, but not necessarily always going to be louder than the other, you know. So always the sum of the whole, right? I yep. mean, there, there's so many, so many variables in there. Okay. So is there anything going on at DD right now, a, a product or anything that you guys are um, really proud of that's uh, coming out or you guys developed? Well, recently? you know, of course we're, we're, we're really proud of all the products, right? right. Uh, uh, we're the newest stuff we're coming out with right now is, hey, it's, it's, more entry level stuff. We're really working, working to get, uh, you know, we're re-envisioning the entry level audio stuff. We just came out though, but that's not to say we're not focusing on the bigger stuff because right. just this year we came out with the, uh, the new M series. Okay. Uh, we came out with the, uh, the ZVL, which is a really cool, um, really cool piece of equipment. Uh, and then that is a, it's an external linking strapping module slash balanced RCA or not balanced uh, RCA distribution block but it's uh, so you can do all of your you can can link up to five amplifiers okay. off of one module and then you can strap two pair and then you can infinitely link uh, link the ZBL modules together so you could control 200 amplifiers with with one box and every one of them would see the exact same RCA voltage in they see the exact same preamp settings, and then you could control it with with a connected base knob, so you could turn them all up and down at the same time. That's, so, so, so essentially, you set everything to zero or some number, a relative yeah. number, and then you gain match all your amps. Well, then... it it depends. It okay. depends. Uh, if you're using a DDM series, we actually have a ZVL input on that amplifier that uh, bypasses the preamp. Okay. And so it just goes straight in and we've had, uh, are you familiar with Chris Box? I am not. Uh, 
Okay, he he competes mainly in Midwest SPL. Really, okay. really big, really big build. He's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's running four of the uh, M8000s, our new 8000 watt. And he's used to having to do the game matching and all that. And that's one of the things we wanted to improve is that install experience and the repeatability of the uh, that install, where he was used to game matching and all all of that. And when he, we talked to him, he said, no, Chris, you just, all you do, you just plug it in the ZVL input and set, set your gain on the, on the ZVL box. And he's like, nah, you know, he didn't trust it. He plugged <laughs> it in, set everything. But he said he went back, checked all, checked all his outputs. He said, dude, you're right. He said, on 8,000-watt amplifier, they're within 100 watts of each other. He said, I can't, I can't get closer than that, you know, on just, just dialing it in. He said, and I didn't have to do anything. So... Now, if you're doing, it will work with any brand of amplifier. So right. uh, th those, you will have to do what you're talking about. You do have to go in, set, open everything up, and then and then do the uh, output matching. But then you'll still have your central control for your uh, crossovers and you know your level control. How how handy would that have been for you, uh, Andrew, when you were running what eight amps? <laughs> I was running sixteen. Sixteen, 16 amps. Days. That's right. Yeah, 16 4Ks. I was strapping uh, two amps on one uh, per coil yeah. uh, back in the day. And then uh, um, I didn't switch over to 8 amplifiers until DD came out with their uh, Z2B, which is their 15K amps. And uh, I originally, actually in 15, I was running, I only ran four of them. And part of that was because of costs, and part of it was because DD hardly had any available. Um, and then uh, the very next year in 16, I, I ran eight. But I was intending on running eight from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, I just couldn't quite swing the, the, the money. And I was testing uh, ultra caps back in, uh, in 2015. Yeah. And I didn't know, you know how many I needed. And I started understanding uh, what I call sag voltage, how big of a deal that is. But yeah, the, the ZVL, I think, is... Uh, is a very unique piece and uh i have to admit to kevin i i don't entirely understand all of it but you do open it up and uh and it sends the same identical signal to each of the amplifiers is that kind of correct yeah 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 then does it have a does it have a clipping indicator it does not it does not okay uh, it will feed okay. from uh with a dd amplifier it will feed from you pick like a main amplifier and it'll feed clip signal back up the line to the remote control oh so, you so your like base knob has a had as a, a clip light on it yeah 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 the ones for the m series have a uh, voltage voltage gauge and, okay. and then a, a clip light and so that that can plug into the zvl and then from the zvl plug into the amplifier and then it can transfer that information back and forth okay um so hey if you guys are watching right now remember like and share this stuff smash that like button the that helps us with the uh logarithm with facebook and whatnot so keep smashing it um u.s finals uh are you guys not on the uh db drag world finals this year uh sponsoring i thought i saw you guys on there no it's, it's uh as far as, as far as i know we are I, um, I believe you were. That's uh, part of the yeah, reason you put me on there. Definitely have we have sponsorship on the Unified yep. event, and then DB Drag. I believe we're a decal sponsor. Something okay. like that. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay. So uh, you're on the shirt and all the other stuff. Yeah. You're on the flyers and yeah. So yeah. they. So uh, RP is just asking why you don't support or sponsor U.S. finals like they do the Euro finals. Um, and like I said, the uh, uh, support the yeah. Why doesn't he support the U.S. finals? Uh, once again, I do know. I see their stuff. Uh, they support the uh, Term Pro and DB Drag as a whole on the um, website so you can go right on the website and you see their logo going up and down the sides um, and then also you they are on the flyer and the um, and the t-shirts and they're also doing part of the decal so definitely they are still supporting which um, is a big deal for us uh, here at this week in car audio a big deal with us all as a whole in um, stereo competition did you freeze up Kevin I did. I lost Kevin. We're gonna have to wait for him to come back here, um, but <laughs> he froze up like crazy. Let's wait for him to come back on here. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, they do support RP. Uh, I don't know what they support on the uh, for the Euro finals, but they do support the um, USA finals absolutely 100% for sure. So that's a big deal to me. I want to help support Oop. the broadband paused. It should resume shortly. Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. We're back on. Um, so one thing RP just brought up is your they I've been to European finals for three years. The amount of support they do uh, to the competitors is unreal over in Europe. That may just be they have a bigger uh, base over there, and it's my guess is a lot of that has to do also with the reps that uh, throw out their products in, um, in Europe. Because I'm actually uh, sorry to interrupt you, here, but D digital digital designs has been one of the biggest um, sponsors for uh, Usaki uh, for several years. Uh, they don't, you know, they're not exact, you know, like Kevin said earlier, they're a, a much smaller company. Um, I don't know how many people work there, but I wouldn't say much, much more than about 30, 35 people work there at Digital Designs. So they are a fairly small company. Um, just like myself, I've got a company of only five. Um, I can't afford, you know, to donate $10,000 like uh, some of these other larger companies can. Right. Or and even so, when you donate three hundred dollars or whatever, right? You you can't afford to donate three hundred dollars to ten different organizations, right? Right, right. So and and three hundred dollar donation for one company might be a, a proportionally way more than yep. thirty thousand dollars from another company. Yep. Uh, and, and and to be honest, you got you know out where you live, uh, three hundred dollars. That's like over half a week's salary for one of your guys, you know, it, that works po for you. Possibly so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, being, well, in thankfully I, I pay my, pay my guys a little better than that, but yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean though. But so, money is, uh, certainly not as it's, it's yeah. yeah. There's less money in, in New Mexico. You know, we're not all URP just saying, <laughs> uh, but no, you know, I live in California and I would make a really good living if I was anywhere else in the country, but obviously I don't live anywhere else. So the dollar that I do make 
it gets sucked up by the local government and by my house, co my housing cost. You know, um, my house anywhere else, you know, would be, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars. Let's get him back in here. Uh, where's he at? He there he is. He's coming back in and switch us back to the three. There he is. Turn sideways, sir. There All right. See, <laughs> see, please, see if my second device will stand up. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know either. Die, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Goodness gracious, a plague, man. <laughs> Technical. No, it, we, we talked about some of the stuff. Uh, we, we, RP, why was wondering why you have so much more support in Europe. Um, I, po I posited the, the theory that um, it's really based on the reps that you guys have that, that sell that. Um, the cell in Europe and they are the biggest uh, supporters and whatnot and they're the ones actually doing the supporting in Europe versus in the United States it's more the manufacturer doing the supporting yeah uh, in in Europe it is a lot of our distributor over there one of our largest distributors is based in Finland and they they do support you know support the euro finals quite a bit but I mean I guess uh, I guess I don't know if he, by support he means the the booth presence or I'm, I'm not uh, sure exactly. Uh, he he's talking about soft parts mostly, so that would make more sense too. Uh, you know, because you said your soft parts, you know, they're one of your biggest distributors. So, um, I, but like I said, I uh, and I don't so, have and all, Oh, and if it's also supporting the competitors, you know, that is also up to. That is up to the distributor right. in the area. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, but and uh, one of the other things we brought up is you know, um, DD is a small company. Andrew brought up you know he's a small company. He's only five people in his, for his company, and you know for him to sponsor one event, that's that costly. But to ex sponsor every you know Midwest SPL. Um, ISSSPL or whatever it is, you know, I don't know all the, the brands, yeah, but then you got unified, right. And yeah, I guarantee each one of them hit you up and ask for sponsorship and your dollars can only go so far to yep. sponsoring those things. And I understand that. Yes, I wanted yeah. to address a, a question that, uh, RP had on the okay. page. He says, uh, you let them buy soft parts. We can't buy soft parts in the USA. Um, and uh, this is not, you know, I, I don't consider myself a brand nut hugger. I want to make that really clear. <laughs> I talk about, uh, you know, I talk to customers and clients all time, all the time. I've I've been in, I've been in retail electronics for over thirty years, and Fosgate. I, I talk Fosgate nut hugger. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a. I tell people there's a lot of good brands. Uh, yes. There's Ford, Chevy, Dodge. There's Nike, Reebok, Adidas, and you know that that flows out of my mouth so fluid because that's the way I feel. That's the way I talk to my clients. There's a lot of wonderful, very good quality brands out there. Mm -hmm. But something I wanted to address: um, RP's talking about we can't buy soft parts in the U.S. Digital designs. Um, a lot of people started buying their soft parts and making quote other brands of product with dd soft parts now we know that you know uh i you know when a chef is putting something together they're they're getting a 
they're not exactly, you know, they're, they're getting materials from similar vendors, but um, digital designs didn't want to, uh, they didn't want to be a soft parts retailer. They are, uh, they are an end product. Uh, they're, they're an end product dealer. So right. uh, they just didn't want to be in the soft parts business. Um, they do sell recones and they're supporting clients that have a, a DD sub and they want to get it repaired. But no, if you want to build your own sub out of uh, from scratch, whether it be a Frankenstein or something that you're putting together yourself, um, digital designs told me years and years ago, they don't want to be that. That's not who they are. Um, so I'm, I'm not sticking. Please don't take this as me sticking up for DD or any other brand. Right. Um, I'm just stating what the, the facts as I know them. And I, I wanted to answer that question as opposed to Kevin, because I, I don't want it to come across as like, you know, this is an answer strictly to uh, RP. Um, it's, it's, yeah. Okay. No, I, and, you know, um, not saying anything negative about RP, but, you know, there aren't a lot of people that test as much as RP, him, um, right. Alan Dante. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, these guys do do a lot of testing and, you know, RP is, if not directly, indirectly responsible for many world records currently. And also, um, he's also responsible for either helping or, you know, probably, I don't know, I bet you at least 10 of the cars going to the uh, Eastern World Finals for world DB Drag. So uh, the guy is absolutely on top of what he he knows and he tests he goes live all the time doing his testing so i absolutely um can't you know i'm, I'm not talking bad about him but he definitely is uh he's not talking from a place of ignorance at all he's correct, he's not, not correct. yeah you know and, and same with and, you kevin right i mean you're you're when you're testing this stuff and whatnot you you find other things that work but may never make it to the market Right. So again, again, DD just doesn't want to be a soft parts dealer. You know, yeah. that's I think that's the answer uh, yeah. that that uh, that's most relevant to RP. Oh yeah, because yeah. So looking at his responses, um, like uh, why don't like competitors test with with other soft parts for results? And I think that's what you're saying, Andrew. Is you're not yeah. going to send them just a cone and surround. You're going to send them a recomb yeah. pack. Yeah. And yeah. that way, because you aren't a soft parts dealer, you are a manufacturer. Whoa. Yeah. Andrew, yeah. you. you no, we lose Andrew here. now? No, he's back. Okay. But, uh, but, but yeah, he, Andrew, Andrew put it pretty well. Yeah. I, I Now that I see what the question is more, I ha have a better understanding of what he was uh, asking. And I think Andrew was right on point with that. Um, <laughs> wow, Andrew's all crooked and stuff. You're muted, Andrew, <laughs> and crooked. Let's see here if I can ask to unmute. Okay, there you go. I I unmuted. Yeah, you're back. Um, I think what what RP, uh, you know, from the point that RP is really trying to make is, uh, DD has an amazing motor, mm -hmm. uh. They make some some parts that DD has are flat out amazing, so they they want to take the best that DD has and the best that other companies offer and try and put them together. 
Um, and RP, you know, technically, when when you've got a, a high level competitor like RP, mm -hmm. he's a he's a chef, you know, and yep. he's trying to get the very best ingredients he possibly can. He's a uh, you know same thing with Alan Dante and oh, yeah. many other competitors. Robert Collar is is another top yep. competitor. You know they're they're trying to get all the best parts that they possibly can, and it's not a nut nut hugging brand. It's not about that. It's about I want the very best raw materials I possibly can. Same right. thing with any competitor. Yep. You know doesn't matter who you're talking about. Yeah. No. And that's uh, you oh. know very similar to what you're saying it is like Alan Dante. He said. Um, He's he's absolutely 100% trying to design a driver through IB2, I believe, is what he uses. But he's trying right. to design a driver that's like we talked about, specific to his box in his vehicle. And yep. um, that may mean a whole bunch of different parts from different locations to make it work. Um, mm -hmm. definitely the motor and the baskets are going to come, probably the cones are going to come from, uh, from B2 and then he's going to, you know, change it, add some mass and whatnot to get the, um, to get the FS more advantageous to his build, which is something way high level. Um, I just want to put this right here. So he says, Kevin Doyle, I mean, no disrespect. I'm just asking them why not help the competitors? Don't invest money in U.S. finals, but help us bring the records back to the U.S. No, no, no offense taken. Uh, RP and I, uh, we we've talked about this before. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Good. yeah. I'm def definitely familiar with him. Like you said, he's he's a chef. That's a, a great way to put it. I mean, and mm -hmm. and some of the recipes turn out really great, as as you attested to. Yes. So, so like I said, no no offense taken. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a I'm a sound chef. That's what I do for a living. <laughs> yeah. And uh, di like digital it. designs like happens to have some wonderful ingredients that I use to <laughs> to put together good sound systems. But that doesn't mean that uh, there aren't other good ones. You know, that's yeah. just a brand that I happen to prefer. And you know, you're going to find different chefs across the world that have different ingredients that they prefer. So uh, RP says uh, he's just trolling. <laughs> man i thought it was hank beach over there for a minute so no i don't think he can he, he's not he's that not level, level yet. yet not yet um, and i don't i don't think he's making an effort to be quite that level no yeah no he but and, and but either way he's he's speaking from a position of knowledge so um oh, yeah. we, we absolutely, absolutely. uh we try not to hide from anything here. Uh, you guys, you guys ask questions. We're willing to share them. We ask before we come on the show, is there anything you want us to not discuss? What, whatever. Um, I don't believe we've had a guest on here that said, yeah, let's not talk about something. So, um, you know, all of our guests have been pretty wide open and very, uh, very open about what they have and, you know, answering questions. Uh, Nick Semino says he misses uh, he misses you, Andrew. Tell him if he comes on over here to uh, Sacramento in a couple weeks, he can come see you, hang out with us, Gary Killian, have a barbecue. You know, that's exactly that's exactly right. Um, I'm going to be going to the West Coast Finals to socialize and hang out, and yep. maybe grab me some uh, some Killian Heine or hugs <laughs> or something or another. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, he'd be, uh, I don't know if he's uh, bringing any of his uh, apple pie moonshine. I don't know if you've ever had any of his moonshine. But, uh, I have. But Gary I makes have. some apple pie moonshine. That's like probably his most popular one he makes. Um, yeah, I see, see uh, Kevin's eyes light up there a little bit. You a yeah. moonshine fan? Uh, well, you know, when when the uh, when the time's right, you know. <laughs> At World Finals, there's no other time. It's true. It's true. Than World Finals. Uh, definitely World Finals is one of those times where the uh, Sunday morning roll call is not easy for everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, there's there's been a, a, when we did it in um, Nashville and then we did it again in um, Louisville, the, the convention center was attached to the hotel and both those locations. I'm running up the stairs, knocking on people's door. Dude, you got like six minutes to get to the lanes. <laughs> oh, man. Hurting cats. Oh, cats. yeah, yeah. No, it's – and they – yeah, they, they tear some up. Uh, the twins – have you ever met the twins from uh, – um, Canada? Canada, Canada, yeah. Rip Rock? Team Rip yeah, Rock? Yeah, Team or? Rip Rock, the twins. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, so, so they've stepped out completely. But, uh, yeah, so they used to literally bring a pallet of beer. And it, it was white-labeled. It said beer. And uh, <laughs> you can't bring it back across the border. So yeah. they have a whole pallet. I mean, and I'm not kidding. It's a pallet. What, you know, 26 cases or whatever it is. Hey, everybody's got to drink it. Got to have it empty before they head back. Liquidation. They, they, were, they were a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, and the thing is, too, is that was Canadian beer. That wasn't our week 5.4 or whatever we have out here. I don't drink. so. Yeah. But, yeah, right. so people get tore up. Uh, it says um, RP's asking, uh, did you want to talk about Craig Butler, and is he coming back to the lanes? I heard he was rebuilding. Man, um, I I talk to Craig pretty, pretty often, um, and I'm not sure. He has been working on some stuff. Yeah, I, and, I heard that. And, and I'm not, you know, I'm not 100% sure exactly where it's at, you know, but he, he stays in touch. We talk, talk a few times a year, and he also, he uses DD for a lot of his personal builds and stuff like that for, okay. some, for his kids' build and stuff and for whatever side-by-side -side or boat or whatever the heck he's doing at the time. So, and, uh, but he is, he is, he is constantly working on, on the van. Uh, and I don't know where he's at, but he's he's always talking about doing some testing, and he's almost it's almost there, right? Yeah. So no, and, and you know he he's one of those guys, hyper competitive, really cool yeah. guy. Um, uh, but when he comes to the lanes, he's coming to win. He's yeah, not looking to get second place. Exactly, and that's you know he said you know he said man I can't I can't compete I can't go to the lanes if I if I don't have uh, you know without a doubt that i'm gonna that i'm gonna win it so mm -hmm. so like you said all super super competitive yeah no absolutely um so we do have a handful uh it never ends rp says it never ends it seems like i test all day and you do yep. uh when you when you're at that level and, and now i'm telling anybody that's watching not that rp's alone at that level but he's at a different level than 99.9% .9 of the people out there. There is a very small handful of people 
that are at that level of testing and whatnot. Now, I'm not taking anything away from people that test for base race and top dog and stuff like that, but he is testing a different animal than what you guys are testing. So um, he, he's definitely at a at a upper level. Uh, Andrew was there for quite a few years. Uh, how many years were you straight world champion for? Um, from, uh, well, 10 years, 08 to, to 2018. Yep. Straight in all organizations you competed in. Right. Yes. And, and that doesn't just accidentally happen. Uh, <laughs> now nah, us Canadians just load our products at finals. Uh, testing is overrated. That's what Nick says. <laughs> Nick says testing's overrated. Uh, you know, like I said, it's it, it's it is what it is. Um, so we do have a handful of dealers like RP that watch this. Uh, Tristan and Tiffany uh, out in Barbados they watch this. What is uh, what does a dealer do uh, to potentially look at your product line to get pricing and that kind of thing? What would they uh, start with? And just just uh, give us a call. That's that's about as, as simple as it is. I mean, you can send the inquiry in, you know, online or whatever. But uh, just give us a call nine to five Central Standard Time, and we uh, we will have a human answer the phone. Okay. Um, how about the uh, online sales? What where do you guys do online sales type things? Uh, nowhere. So that's where I was getting at. Okay. You so. We got headphones. Go you want to buy headphones online or a t-shirt? We got you. Okay, cool. So, but you protect your dealers, correct? Yeah. Yeah. To a, to a fault, some people tell us. That's awesome. Um, uh, that, that there is one thing. I think we discussed it in the last podcast that didn't get in the, out there. But if you are a dealership and somebody is selling the <clears throat> brand that you sell in your store at the flea market or two shops down the road, it really does diminish the credibility of the product and dilute it. It, it just dilutes it, but it, it, you know, the credibility too, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, like say brand X, Y, and they're selling at every single store in town. Um, there's a reason they have to sell at every store, right? Um, mm -hmm. usually the quality isn't the same, uh, and they're just trying to get numbers out the doors. Uh, Companies that now DD's not alone in this, but there are, you know, they do, they protect their shops. They don't do online sales. Uh, do you guys have an oct uh, active um, online, um, anti-online department at all? Or is it just through somebody reporting it and then you go uh, and shut that we, down? Uh, we did, the uh, DD dealers are very protective of DD, which is, is great for us. They're kind of like a watchdogs across the, uh, the country. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of our dealers on forums and they're everywhere. So it's, it's kind of a, uh, takes a village type of deal. Uh, uh -huh. our dealers, our dealers help out immensely on that. Uh, then, then as far as just what we see online or whatever, and then our, our online team is just, uh, <laughs> there's the sales, sales people and me and, like I said, we've got we got three uh, account managers that work downstairs, and uh, yeah, so there, there's nothing super fancy. It's it's really just word of mouth and, and going out on the internet and seeing what's going on. And our dealers are very quick to say, "Hey, I've got a guy making trouble here. Let's check it out." And uh, we don't mess around with it. We we'll shut somebody down. You know, if 
we've had to unfortunately shut down some really great accounts, great guys, but they mm -hmm. you know decided they want to sell online, and we don't we don't allow our dealers to sell online. It's in shop, okay. brick and mortar, brick and mortar sales only. We don't even sell our own brand online, so okay. it is, it is all all brick and mortar. All right, no that that's awesome. Uh, like I said, um, as a manufacturer, um, this is. I wouldn't say it's pre-internet, uh, you know, because it was 2000 to 2005 is when I had my company going. Um, yeah. So, but it definitely wasn't like the internet is now, obviously. And um, I was I was holding to that. You had to have no dealers, and I had a dealer locator on my website, and you had to have no yeah. dealers within 150 miles. And then yeah. you can email me, and most almost every time I would call the person personally because I didn't want pricing getting out and whatnot. And yeah. to be honest with you, I would charge somebody full retail, you know, but they couldn't have a dealer within 150 miles. Yeah. You know, now, now we will do that. If you don't have a dealer like that in about a hundred mile radius, you know, where you're going to have to drive a ways, we will sell directly to you, but it is 100% retail. So we're not going to make somebody do without, you know, if, if they live three hours away from the nearest dealer, but so, right. That's as much direct selling as we, as we do. We've been told many times that uh, we could be way wealthier if we would just sell online. We're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. We've, we've got a business model. We're sticking to it. I love that. Uh, Andrew, do you want to answer Mr. Rob Collar's question for you? I will be at California for finals. Absolutely. Um, I bought my plane ticket uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And... Uh, I'm not only planning on doing finals, but I'm hopefully going to do some scuba diving. But I just heard this morning that, unfortunately, California had an oil spill. So I'm not sure if that's going to affect my scuba diving or not. Oh, dude, that but, was Huntington um, Beach. Okay. Yeah, that was right in that L.A. That, area. Yes. Uh, that's mm -hmm. just uh, just south of L.A. So that's not bueno for uh, Catalina diving. Um, they did get some stuff out there right away. So they mm -hmm. do have the buoys out. They have the Zorb uh, stuff out. Uh, they capped it. It didn't leak. It only leaked for a little while. So they did get it capped. But it is a, it is an issue. So I think we've got some breaking news here. What's that? Um, Rob Collar has just said that he's going to be seeing us at a. Ah, finals no. in California. So yesterday it was announced. Uh, you can go right onto oh. the website and look and see who's going to both venues. It says awesome. if you if you find their name, it says both. Wow! So it tells you what class they're going to compete in and uh, what venue they're going to. So wow! Um, you know, California, we did okay this year. Um, uh. Uh, is asking about sponsorship not a good thing? Uh, do you want to take that one, Kevin, or do you want me to handle? Or how do you want? You, you want to answer that one? That's from Nick Semino. Okay. Uh, no, there's nothing. There's nothing bad about asking for sponsorship. Uh, we are, we are pretty choosy on who we sponsor, and a lot of the times we work with our dealers first, yep. and other people second. Uh, and but. There, there are a few people we work with, um, but you know, it's, it's got to be a, a good working relationship as well. 
So usually there's marketing objectives that have to yes. be met, and you know that that kind of thing. We definitely don't uh, just toss product out there and, <laughs> and folks. We're we're pretty we're pretty stingy when it comes to sponsorships. Yeah. So and like I said, we we generally work more with our dealers than we do with people outside of our, that like that realm, I guess. Um. So I I will say uh, you if, know I I think that could be said for. Go ahead, Andrew. I was saying, uh, I think that I think that could be said for any company or organization. You know, when you talk about Nike, how many different uh, football players do they sponsor? How many different baseball players do they sponsor? You know, and uh, the same thing with uh, Digital Designs or Sundown or Rockford Fosgate or Alpine or Pioneer or Kenwood. You know, how many different? And and then now, if we throw all those others out the window. Focusing on car stereo manufacturers, how many car stereo manufacturers are sponsoring and paying for competitors' toys? Right. Not very many. Not very many. Right. You know, there's just – there's a lot less money in the industry than most people would realize. Yes. Um, so I, I will say um, if you guys ever do approach a, a manufacturer – about being a sponsor the number one number one thing you got to tell them is what you have to offer them um, the last thing you want to get it they want to read is what you want from them what do you have to give them we, mm -hmm. they obviously know what you want you want product um, and the only way they can afford to give product if it, financially there's a reason to give you the product so you have to show your value to these manufacturers and absolutely and and prove that there's a true value to you having their product so it's a relationship um so so rp asked uh, asked me what why can sponsorships not just be about the support not free product but how can they help us and no we don't need them they need us so that is correct. I, I would say what RP is saying is correct. Um, at the same time, it is a symbiotic relationship. I don't think it's they don't need us or uh, we don't need them. They only need us. I think it's symbiotic. Uh, we have to grow the sport as a whole. If we aren't growing the, the sport, then it tends to die. And it falls off. And the way it grows is by partially them sponsoring some of us, getting the guys out there and showing off the extreme end. Because whether you like it or not, even though RPA is building an extreme car, his Super Street no-wall car, his uh, freaking Street Stock 1K, that's an extreme vehicle in most people's eyes. Mm -hmm. And... Without us showing the world the extreme ends of what this car audio can do, and it also gives the manufacturers an opportunity to say, "Hey, it what we got to work in our shop isn't going to work in the real world." Because look here, we put this in a 500 watt car, and he blows us up every third run. So, um, you know, like I said, so it's it's something we can help them with. And in return, they help us out. Um, so, and like I said, it, in my opinion, it's more symbiotic 
then they have to they have to work with us, which is the results I hear from a lot of competitors. Well, I do this and I do that. They should be, you know, kissing my feet basically. That that one competitor is so far and few between that DD needs to be like we have to have our product in that vehicle. That is so such a small number of people. There might be one, there might be two. It's Michael Jordan in the basketball shoes, right? Uh, anybody else wearing the Nikes back in the 90s didn't ma mean a damn thing. But Michael Jordan wore Nikes, and that made their brand, right? Yeah. You're right. The, the, it does need to be a symbiotic. We, we need each other. So, I mean, you can't, you can't really – we – yeah. You, you put it – once again, you put it pretty well. Okay. I like You know, th these are questions that I've had as a manufacturer, then again as a judge – and I've also approached, so I've been on three ends of this, right? So I feel I have a fair bit of knowledge to respond to a lot of this stuff, you know. Um, that's part of the reason I'm doing the podcast. It, not everybody has the level of knowledge that I or Andrew or you'd have um, yeah. to, to share this information. And the more we share, the better we're going to be as a whole. That's my opinion. So um, Nick is Nick is actually asking, do you have a better chance of getting sponsored if you've won world championships? And uh, my reply is, I, I would believe so. Yeah. I mean, you're you're bringing uh, notoriety to the brand and no, no matter what brand it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're every single time that you go to an, a, a car stereo event. This is the brand I'm using. This is a good brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wearing their Not, swag, I, you know. Yep. Yep. Handing out their swag. Yes, handing out their swag. And, and that's honestly probably a good spot to start with um, as a competitor. Remember, I'm. you need to approach these manufacturers as how can I help you and then you help me. So, hey, call up DD. Say, you know, hey, let's start small here. Can I hand out lanyards at every show I go to? I go to 22 shows a year. Here's the list of shows I'm attending, you know. And then you start getting in and then maybe you're getting, you know, maybe, you know, top end, uh, top end dealer pricing eventually, you know, but it's definitely, you know, that, that, that's one good way you can start. Am I wrong there, Kevin? Definitely, uh, definitely never hurts to, uh, if you want to get in the sponsorship game to start building that brand, building, building your social media presence, building because if you say, hey, I think I'm really going to help you out because it's about marketing more sponsoring somebody. It is, it is about it is about passion, you know, for mm -hmm. the sport and helping. But it's also about marketing. I mean, right. That's, you know, this is a business. So, yeah, it is. So uh, that's one of the things I look for. If somebody says, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Joe Schmo. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm building this comp vehicle. I'd really like to run your equipment. I say, OK, cool. And then I want to see, like you said. What has he done? Mm -hmm. What, you know, has he been, is he, is he just now competing? Does he actually know how to build a vehicle? Is it, is it something that my techs are going to be tied to day in, day out, or is it somebody <laughs> we can help a little bit? And then also, like I said, what is their social media presence? What kind of, what kind of reach are they getting? What their, what's their kind of following and what kind of content are they putting out? Is it somebody I want my company to be associated with or are they a lunatic? So 
you know, just, just that's kind of stuff to uh, take in consideration when you're wanting to get sponsored is like you said, you've, you've got to show some promise that you might be that Michael Jordan. Right. Yep. No, definitely. I, I like all those things. Um, we are actually running up on the minute. Uh, and and I, I will put in, like I said, RP is coming from a place of knowledge and um and i think he's got a lot of good stuff to say and i even talked to him about coming on the show dude he's so much in the chat he should be on here anyway <laughs> so he uh he says hey I, he disagrees with you kevin uh we build our name in the community it's your job to introduce your products in our vehicles uh this is how the top brands uh are doing it why not from dd um i have to say once again, RP, your shop is not the typical shop. So uh, it, what you're asking is you're, you're presenting a resume, a reasonable resume right now, and not everybody has that same kind of resume. So that, that's where it would start. And realistically, in my experience, very rarely is it the manufacturer that reaches out to competitors. It's always a competitor looking for that better thing. And DD's been there. Um, <laughs> he says DD overlooked the, his shop already. Uh, he used to be a DD dealer. Um, at, sometimes, you know, things just don't work out. And that's just how it works sometimes. I, sorry, it didn't work out. <laughs> you know, people people have relationships, and sometimes, and it's a two way street. Yes. Um, it's not a it's not a one way street. I don't care if we're talking about a any marriage of, uh, yeah, any relationship exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a two way street. Okay. So he he says uh, he's asking for the next shop. So yeah. So like I said. Um, it's a relationship that the next shop will have to foster and put together. Um, a Anthony Carranza uh, said he just signed up with DD and it's working out great for him so far. So, Good. you know, um, absolutely want to see that. Uh, the, these manufacturers, they, they need DB drag stuff because it pushes the envelope. We are the Formula One cars of the car racing world. We're like Formula One for car audio. Um, if it wasn't for DB Drag and these other SP SPL organizations, we would still be running 1,000-watt amps, 800-watt amps. So we need these organizations, and it pushes the, the manufacturer because um, there's zero reason in your daily driver to have a 30,000-watt amp. Right, <laughs> or four eight thousand watt amps on two subs. Oh, Kevin uh, lost his video. There he goes. He's back. All right, it's, it's um, about it's about to die. I'm okay, time. so hey, we're one oh two right now. Um, so I just want to say uh, thank you guys. Uh, any last thoughts, uh, Kevin? No, I mean, uh, no, I appreciate everything the uh, the competitors do, and like mm -hmm. you said, you they they push it they push the equipment and it uh, it enables us to see how to make things bigger and better and more stable and you know make better soft parts and 
things of that nature. So like I said, I just appreciate it, appreciate what they do for the, uh, for the industry and we'll continue to, to support them. And then how do they get in contact with the uh, digital designs, website, emails? What? Yeah. DDAudio.com. You can find all the uh, contact information on there. Uh, you can phone us, uh, 405-239-2800. Uh, you can give us a call. Uh, and as easy as that, you, you give us a call or send us an email and we will get back in touch with you. Awesome. I really appreciate that. Andrew, any final thoughts? No, no specific final thoughts. Okay. I, you know, I, I know that uh, RP is talking about, uh, you know, how he had a, a tough time. It, yep. D, his relationship with DD didn't work. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was talking about um, how he, uh, and this is more dealer based you right. know, discussions than, uh, than a typical stereo consumer. But um you know, I, I've I've been doing this over you know, 34 years now, and you know, he was talking about how uh, Sundown had better margins. Uh, I've had the opposite view, uh, and it's really unusual. You know, I, I I don't understand how he can, how he's seeing high margins with Sundown, and I'm seeing high margins with DD, and we don't see I, I you know we're yeah. looking at different price sheets altogether. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, and Jake. Um, Jacob Fuller, by the way, mm -hmm. the owner of Sundown, is awesome. Yeah, he's, we had him last a, week. Yeah, I yeah. sadly I didn't listen, I didn't see it last week, but yeah, he's he's awesome. He's a great guy, and I I have a tremendous amount of respect for him as a as a not only a business person but a sound engineer. You know, oh yeah, the engineering that he does uh, is is awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I I just happen to to enjoy my relationship with DD and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that uh, RP feels the same way about, you know, there's, there's always those Android and iPhone customers. Yep. Like I said earlier, Nike, Reebok, Adidas, you know, Ford, Chevy, Dodge, you're going to have people arguing, Oh, this is better than that brand. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, for my final thought of the night here, I just want to say um, Andrew McCain or not Andrew, um, Moses Martinez, or let me go properly. Moses Martinez, he's driving across country uh, starting, I believe, tomorrow. So he's driving from Fresno out to Alabama, going to compete there, turn around, and drive right back to California. And so he's got to hit that whole trip in a less than a two-week span. So, <laughs> so, hey, Moses, have a nice, safe trip on your way out there, you and Rosie. Um, remember, if you guys need anything on the way, uh, just hit us up. Everybody, there's you got a huge group of people that will be willing to help you. Uh, he wanted to stop and get some demos on the way, but there's no way in hell. He's literally going to drive straight through uh, between him and his not wife, uh, but Rosie, because um, they ain't getting married. <laughs> his, his girlfriend. Yeah, well, no, he said they ain't girlfriend either. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so they're going to drive straight through. Uh, I'll see you guys Friday night or Friday morning over in – or is it Friday morning? No, Saturday morning. I'll see you guys Saturday morning on the East Coast. I'll be out there to uh, help with the judging uh, in Alabama. Then I'll be back in California doing it the following weekend. Uh, remember, on the East Coast, I believe the barbecue is Friday night, which I will miss. But on the West Coast, we have Gary Killian driving out here, uh, making his custom rubs, all that stuff. Um, I'm just saying, putting this out there, Gary said he's going to put whatever you eat on the East Coast to shame. 
So um, if you guys want to come on out, come on out to the West Coast. If you're a competitor, the barbecue's at zero cost. There's an additional fee if you are not a competitor at the World Finals and paid for your um, entry fee. Uh, so let's see. I hit the thing. Oh, uh, sponsorship. So if you guys uh, – I don't want to accept sponsorships for the show because I don't ever want to put out the perception that I have favoritism to anybody. So that I would, if Didi approached me and asked me, hey, we would love to sponsor your program, I wouldn't accept their money um, just for the simple fact that I don't want people, even though people that have been doing this understand and know, I can't cheat the mics to help a guy out that's running DD. All I can do is say, oh yeah, his car's legal and it's not. But you guys that know me, you'll know I'm strictly by the book. I'm by what I see is what I call. Sometimes I do misstep. I am human. But if I see it, I'm going to call it. That's how we're going to do the judging. But I don't need the perception out there that, oh, he's sponsored by DD. He's sponsored by DC. He's sponsored by, you know, all these companies. So I would never accept that. So if you guys want to help keep the content up, um, if you guys want to help keep the content up, I would appreciate. My, Lucky and myself, we share all the money. We split the cost down the middle. And uh, if you want to help us out, you can Venmo or Cash App us. Venmo's at SonicFX and Cash App, dollar sign SonicFX. Put in podcast or tip, and that money will be shared 100% between uh, Lucky and myself. We will share it all the way. Other than that, we will see you guys on the East Coast for the World Finals in Abilama. That's uh, Muscle Shoals. I will be out there Friday. You guys have a safe trip. Then the following week, we'll be back here. I don't know who my uh, who my guest is going to be next weekend. It, hopefully, it'll be Wayne Harris talking about what happened and what's coming up next. So uh, once again, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in this week. We'll tune back in again next Monday at 6 p.m. California time because that's the only time that matters. And um, we'll be here every Monday. So send us tips, smash the likes, hit the thumbs up. Let's get the algorithm showing that this is a great podcast and this we can share with others. Um, other than that, have a good night. Oh, you can catch this on Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, anywhere you get a podcast. If I don't have if I'm not on that streaming platform, text me, email me, message me, and I will get on it as soon as I possibly can. But you can check this out on all those platforms also. Once again, guys, have a good night and thank you from myself, Andrew McCain, and Kevin Doyle. Have a safe travels and we'll see you next week.